thoughts, of thoughts and imaginations that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Who wants to stand against you? If you are praying for nations and other people's situation, you think God is not going to answer your prayers of your own situation? We need to begin to exercise our authority as far as our relationships are concerned. So please, if you are having a horrible time, wipe your teeth. Determine in your heart from tonight that you are going to exercise your authority in your home. Because you see, you are not doing it just for yourself alone. You, know. you are doing it for your children. And when they see you win, it will encourage them, empower them to win in their own relationships too. So you need those testimonies to pass on to your children. You cannot afford not to win. You cannot afford not to experience the victory that Jesus has given you in the life, in, in, in relationships that God has put you in. It has to work. It works in my workplace. It works in every relationship. Once I know that somebody is beginning to do something, I get into prayer. And I don't get into prayer saying, oh, it's because I know how. No, it's not about me. It's about who God has made me to be. This is how God wants us to have relationship. If it's not going according to the word of God that we are sharing tonight, then you need to take authority. You need to take authority. You need to pull down those strongholds and say, not on my watch. It's not going to work. Especially, remember, your mother-in-law, it will be grandmother to your parents, to your children. Are you going to say that they should not have a relationship because you are not having a relationship with them? So there are too many there are too many reasons why a relationship with our in-laws should work. Too many reasons, too many lives at stake. So we need to know from where we are approaching this situation so that it can begin to work for us. That is our testimony. We need to win on all fronts, on all counts. Hallelujah. Ruth chapter 3, because of the relationship and how Ruth has, um, you know, portrayed herself, lived with Naomi. Naomi now sees Ruth, like I said before, as her daughter. Chapter 3, verse 1, then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you? that it may be well with you. These are scriptures we can take to God in prayer, my brethren. These are scriptures we can take to God in prayer and say, Father, this is what I desire. Don't allow wrong feelings towards your in-law. I know they have hurt you. I know they have abused you. I know they have even taken your name to the uh, witch doctors. But what does the Bible say? It says we should bless those who come up. Scripture is true. I don't know about you. Me, I don't pray God kill them. I don't pray that kind of prayer because I don't see it in Scripture. The Bible says those who curse you, bless them. The Bible says those who, uh, those who do ill towards you. He said we should not revenge. We should not avenge ourselves. If we don't live according to scripture and we pick and choose the scripture we are going to believe God for, things will not work. The Bible says if somebody 
uh, ask for water and that person is, has ill towards you. He says, give that person the drink of water because you are keeping clothes of fire on them. You are, you are not doing it directly, but God is saying that is what I'm going to do on your behalf. God turns situations around. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Prayer works, my brethren. Let's not make it just a phrase. You know, there are some Christianese that we speak, but we have not sat down to really ask ourselves, do these things really work? If God be God, and that's why I love Joshua. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's why God is saying, tonight is a night of ministration. We know the horror stories, but we are talking about restoration. God is saying, I want to come into that situation. We sing the song, Waymaker. Then let him make a way in our relationship. Don't give up on that mother-in-law. Don't give up on that father-in-law. Don't give up on that sister-in-law. Don't give up on that brother-in-law. Because you know what? Through Naomi, Ruth was able to get a settled life. Through you, your mother-in-law too can come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who knows? Maybe God brought you into that home for such a time as this. Don't give up. Don't say, oh, you don't understand. I don't. That is the honest truth. But the word of God cannot be broken. This is a pattern for us. God has put it there, the book of Ruth. If somebody who was bitter, God was saying to me, Naomi has become bitter. Remember, she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. You can imagine, she has become cantankerous. She wasn't the loving, loving mother in the world. She had looked so beyond her bitterness and said, I'm going to cling to you. I am determined to be that helper for you. And so, yes, maybe you don't have the support of your husband, like I've said, but you have God. He is your shepherd. He cares for you. Take it to God in prayer. And not out of, oh, please, God, you know, pity me. No. See it as the enemy wants to take your inheritance and you are not going to allow him. Because if you don't win, you are going to pass that legacy on to the children. It's not a curse. Please, I'm not here to curse anybody. I'm just trying to tell us that we need encouraging stories to pass on to our children. They watch us. They see us. They know if you have a good relationship with grandma. And then they will, when grandma is around, they don't know, they won't know maybe to hold grandma because the, the relationship between mommy and it's all just so messy. But this is what God is saying. Another good example that God even opened my eyes to see just this afternoon. Remember how helpful Jethro was to Moses. Through Moses, Jethro became a believer because the Bible said that he made sacrifice unto God. Let me look for that scripture and we'll be rounding up with that because I can see that my time is going. Genesis, where are you? Exodus, hallelujah. Yes, I've just seen it. Amen and amen. Da, 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 da. I want to look at, I'm looking for that verse where it talks about the, let me see, I'm sure I put it here. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Please pardon me, just give me a, ah, I found it. And Jethro said, uh, this is um, Exodus chapter 18 from verse 10. 
And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. For in the very thing in which they behaved proudly, he was above them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a bunch of them and other sacrifices to offer to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. What an awesome testimony. What an awesome testimony. My sisters, God can do the same for each and every one of us to bring salvation into the very household where they have turned their backs against us. When we know who we are in Christ and we don't pity ourselves and say, oh God, what is this that I found myself? You know, I've been battling with something else that I would like to mention. I'm like, Lord, I, do you really want me to say this? Well, you know what? Sometimes as well, it will be of our own making. Why do I say that? I remember the first person I wanted to marry when I was doing a copa, you know, during your service. God told me, don't marry this boy because your firstborn is going to die. That was exactly what God told you. And I ran. What am I trying to say? Some of us, God had told us that is not the man. But you know, we're looking at the biological clock. And we're saying, God, hey, if I don't take this one now, another one may not come. So there are some reasons, many reasons why things don't work. But you know what? God is a God of second chance. He's a God of restoration. Even if we have put ourselves in that situation, he is still a God of mercy. But I'm just trying to say that that could also be some reasons why we are not enjoying because God may have seen that so this family is not going to accept you. And why am I saying this? We are parents of children who will be getting married soon. We need to advise them. that My children, if God says no, please hear no, because there are various repercussions that may come out of disobedience to God. So sometimes we are the ones that have walked into these situations ourselves. I remember counseling a lady and she said oh you know I, I, and I know that God was telling me not to but <laughs> you understand but she you know when she began to have problems and issues in the marriage I said well <laughs> we will pray God will help but you have to know that this one you caused it so we need to tell the truth to each other so we can be healed and God can rescue us from these situations. Like I said, I'm not trying to use one brush to paint every relationship. And as we dialogue, I believe that, you know, from question and answer, God will help us. But I just want to lay that foundation that there is a pattern in scripture that we should build towards, that we should build like. And if we follow that scripture and say, God, you put this in your word, this is what I desire. I bring it to you. Lord begins to work. The Bible says the heart of things are in your hands. You turn it wherever you will. Lord, those people that don't agree with me in my husband's home, Father, turn their hearts around in Jesus' name. That prayer works. It works because it is the word of God. And it says not one jot of his blood 
will go unfulfilled. God wants us to have harmonious homes. He wants us to enjoy our marriages and enjoy our relationships with our in-laws. But we need God to open our eyes, first of all, so that if there is need for repentance, we can repent. And then take our position in our authority and begin to work and walk in our relationship, in our, in our sonship. Then we begin to take authority over spirits that want to come in between and bring division. It is possible. I don't know what your expectations were, but I know that this is the word that God gave me to bring comfort and consolation and to make us look forward. What has happened has happened. What we are looking for right now is solution. We don't want to sit and you know talk about the horror stories because we won't help them. What is important is what is the solution? How are we going to solve this problem? So that we will now begin to spread good testimonies, spread good news that this can happen. Because I tell you what, we can sit here from morning to night and continue our horror stories and they will continue. But when God opens our eyes to say there is a pattern according to which we can build, then we need to hold on to that word and run with it. Paul was saying to Timothy, he says, run with the prophecy that was spoken over you when I laid hands on you. That's what we're talking about. For us to begin to see our relationship through the eyes of God. The Bible says, no, we know man after the flesh. And especially if they are Christians, then you need to go to them and say, Father, these are people they uh, proclaim your name. How come they are not walking in line with your word? There is a solution to our problem, my brethren. That is the good news that I have brought to us tonight. Let's begin to look at our in-law relationships with new eyes, with fresh eyes, and say, God, what is the solution? If we are tired, please, I pray that the Lord will strengthen you. I pray that the Lord will strengthen you, that like um, Ruth made up her mind. She was determined to see a change. She was determined to follow this woman. How determined I feel. How determined I feel. Anything that I do now, I'm doing it with full recognition that anything I do right now will have an impact on the lives of my children. And so I am, you know, the Paul was saying the love of God constrains me. The legacy I'm going to give my children constrains me so that I can pass on those testimonies of God's power to my children. And then they now go into their relationships fully prepared, fully empowered to bring down the strongholds of thoughts and imaginations and plots of the enemy. I am not saying that they don't exist. They do. But let's talk solution. How are we going to deal with them? And that's why I'm sharing the, uh, the, the prayer patterns that God has given me. When I look in the word of God and I see situations the way God wants them to be, and my situation does not align with it, I bring it into alignment through prayer. And I say, God, I am not going to let go. I'm like Jacob. I wrestle in prayer that God, you are God. 
prove yourself strong on my behalf in this situation. This situation will not get the better of you. The Bible says I am more than a conqueror. I want to experience it. I don't just want to quote it. Some of us are happy with just quoting. Me, I'm not. I always say to God, I must see the manifestation of your word in my life. There was a time to my marriage was not the way I wanted it to be. I had to go to God in prayer. The areas that I was wrong, I had to repent and say, God, okay, Father, all right, in this one, I was walking in the flesh. In this one, I wasn't seeing it the way you want me to see it. Father, I'm ready. With that determination, God began to change things around. Now, even strangers, oh, you know, I remember there was a couple that was having problems. The woman, the wife turned around and said, oh, you know, you and your, you and Pastor Vega, your own are different. I said, yeah, it's not different. So I had to roll my knees to get the results that I desire. The Bible says, whatsoever you desire, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Mark to 11, 24. The word of God works, my brethren. Let's look at that situation once again. Don't give up on it. Don't say, you know, as far as my sister-in-law is concerned, let's just forget it. Don't say, as far as my mother-in-law is concerned, just, let's just forget it. No. Moses, through Moses, Jethro served the living God. Because the Bible called him the priest of Midian. The Midianites had no covenant with God. But through Moses, he was able to serve the living God. He acknowledged the almighty God. And that is what God can do through us. So as we are rounding up, it's very important that we see our situations through the eyes of God. It's very important that we exercise our authority as children of God and begin to, the Bible says, we call those things, that Abraham called those things which be not as though they were. Have you tried that? Speak life into that relationship and see God turn things around. Hold on to God and say, God, I will not leave you until I see a change. When you begin to love on them, even though they will be upon all that we are doing, what is wrong with that? Upon all that we are doing, why? When you kill, there's a song that we used to sing in those days, killing me softly with his love. Kill them softly with your love. It works, my sisters. It is not story. I'm not just trying to, you know, preach a sermon here. God told me, he said, I want to bring about healing. I want to heal wounds. That's what God told me. Let's open our hearts and begin to see our situations through the eyes of God. What we should be saying now is, Lord, so what are you saying to me? When Paul had an encounter with God, what did he say? He said, Lord, what will you have me do? That's what each and every one of us, and I'm trusting God, that we will go into prayer after this, once I finish, and say, Lord, my personal situation, what will you have me do? And as God gave direction to Paul, he will give direction to each and every one of us tonight in the name of Jesus. God has come with a word of restoration. He says, I've seen your tears. I've heard your tales. I want to bring about change in your situation. I want to bring about change. He's the unchanging changer, the immovable mover, the way maker. Why will you not make a way for you and make for other people? 
We are all the same. Nobody is more important than the other. If indeed there is nothing too difficult for him, we sing that song. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Do you believe it in your relationships? If your husband is the is a mommy's boy, let's pray. We break your vicar cord in the name of Jesus. We break that tie in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Let's pray that he will cleave to you. But when he is cleaving to you, you will not turn his mind against his parents. You will not turn his mind against his people. You will love his people with him. That's what we are doing. And you can see what happened when Naomi, when she realized how much Ruth loved her. She now said, will I not make security for you? Remember, the child that Ruth gave birth to was Obed. Obed, the father of Jesse. Jesse, the father of David. Jesus, the son of David. Hallelujah. If she had turned back, somebody else would claim that heritage. But she saw beyond her situation. Ruth didn't follow that woman because she felt like that. Because the woman told her, she said, I can't get, even if I marry her, are you going to wait for, for me to have a son? And then the son will marry. You know, in those days, they, will, they have to marry a relative. She didn't go with that woman thinking that that woman will have a son for her. She didn't think that, oh, I'm going to marry into a wealthy home. No. She went out of love, devotion, and loyalty. And God rewarded her. And so when we begin to look at her, don't look at your in-laws as strangers. Yes, they may, they are, some of them may be witches going to Babalawos. I know. We are eight in my family, eight children. So you can imagine, four boys, four girls. So I've heard it. I know it. This is the same thing what I'm telling you is what I tell my siblings when there are issues. I say, let us pray. Take authority. If we are children of God, let us walk on water. We can walk on water. Let's walk on water and bring the impossible situation to possibility. Let's begin to bring the word of God to reality in our lives. Let's see the manifestation of the power of God. We don't want horror stories. Period. Father, put an end to this. For the sake of your name, for the sake of your kingdom, arrest him like you arrested Paul, Saul, on his way to Damascus. What did you want to go and do? He was going to drag Christians into prison. I'm sure somebody somewhere was praying. God arrested him. See the turn around. God can, that God can do the same in your home. I'm not here to offer any other solution than to say, let's look at this situation through the eyes of God. Let us say, God, arise. Arise. And let the demons be scattered. Because it is a spirit. You know, the Bible says we do not war against flesh and blood. You already know, as children of God, we are the targets of the enemy. He doesn't want us to have peace. So you have to see beyond that person. And arrest that spirit that is working through them. And I'm sure, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm not here to insult our intelligence or our spirituality. But this is the reason why God says that iron sharpens iron. It may be me tomorrow that will need this word that I'm sharing with you. And then you can say to me, I'm worried, you know. This is what the word of God says. Let's not lose sight of the word of God. 
it works. When God ministered this words to me, I was like, wow, God, I've never read the book of Ruth in terms of, you know, from the perspective of Enoch. And God began to speak to me. There is healing here tonight. There is restoration here tonight by the grace of God. Let's look at that situation again through the lenses of God and not through our pain and our hurts and our wounds. And I knew that God would bring the, the healing and, and the harmony and the peace that we seek in the name of Jesus. We want to put an end to those horror stories that from our own generation too, in rounding up, we have heard the horror stories and we're going to continue it. I remember this movie, Monster in Law, you know, um, I've forgotten her name, that the um, Latino um, actress, you know, that had a horrible mother-in-law. And it took the, the horrible mother-in-law that she had, not knowing that she was even nasty to her own, Jennifer Lopez, thank you. Not, not knowing that she was also nasty to her own. Can you imagine? You were nasty to your own mother-in-law, and now you're being nasty as a mother-in-law. Can you imagine? So, let us also use those the, the experience to teach ourselves that, okay, now that I'm going to be a mother, you know one thing that God began to speak to me about? I am saying to God, God, because I have two boys, I say, God, give me daughters through my, my sons. I'm not looking for a daughter in law. I'm looking for daughters. And I'm praying it into existence in the name of Jesus. I'm saying, God, give me daughters through my sons. And begin to teach me now how to behave, how to react, how to respond. Don't let me be a monster in law. Let me be a good mother in law, like Naomi, that wanted the good of the daughter in law, that said, and let me make security for you. That's what I want to be. God, my bitter excuse, don't let me carry it over and then make life miserable for somebody else. Because me, I didn't enjoy, so somebody else must not enjoy. That's not the spirit of God. So it must stop with us. We need to begin to spread the sweet fragrance of the possibility of Christ in homes. Enough of these horror stories. Even believers are going through it, and we are going through it. How are we different? We need to show, we need to distinguish ourselves, and we need to experience the power of God in our relationships. That's our testimony. Unbelievers should not be saying, oh, I am horrible, and we too, we are joining. I'm not saying we should lie, but I'm saying let's bring God into our situations. Can you imagine if Christians begin to share good stories about mother and people will even, ah, really? Yes, this is what Jesus can do. Then they'll be encouraged, just like Jethro was astounded at the miracle of God. Moses lived with him for 40 years. He married uh, Jethro's daughter. So he's seen Moses at his lowest ebb. But then he got the news that God parted the Red Sea through Moses. Like, really? What happened? It's Jehovah I had an encounter. When we begin to tell our stories of our victory stories, people will be drawn to our God. Hallelujah. I have to stop here to give time for us to, you know, dialogue and really speak from the heart. And I trust that God will begin to bring solutions. We will live here healed 
the balm of Gilead is here to flow in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Domi. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Maureen. Thank you so much. And I want to recognize um, a few Muslim friends that are actually online tonight because I know this is a generic issue. So I'm just, I'm going to mention that I want to say thank you to them, especially knowing around Ramadan as well. I have my sister-in-law as well. She's a Muslim, so I want to say thank you as well. But you know, this message cuts across everyone. It's about everyone. We're all here to make the world a better place. And like I said, we are now the generation that we can now take the love, you know, to other homes um, through us being mother-in-law, sister-in-law, whatever kind of in-law. We are just here to show love and show the warmth of God. And I particularly like the fact that you made sure that you spoke about legacy because past the button is about legacy. It's about legacy. It's about, it's not about us alone. And I think that's, that point is so important. It's so key because one day we're going to leave. So whatever thing we pass on to our children, whatever they hear us say. And, and I like the fact when you mentioned that sometimes, you know, children just talking, they pick up on things that we say without us knowing. And you see this in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law comes in and they, they are like sometimes confused, like, why is mommy acting all kind of lovely, lovely kind of thing when I know that, you know, she talks about this person. And so it's important. I, I've, I've gone through as well. And I'm sure everyone has. But you know what? I chose one thing even before marriage. And no matter what, I would have a cordial relationship with my in-laws. I don't, whatever, whatever it is, it must work. That's my thoughts before marriage. And honestly, I remember when my, my sister-in-law is there, when my mother-in-law, there was a time me and I, we had an issue that I heard what she said. I called her and I said, mommy, I heard this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm really disappointed. I can't even believe it. You know, I'm your daughter. How could you do that to me? You know, I made it in a, such a loving yet trying to pass my message across to her. She understood it, you know, and she apologized and we started all over. And now, like I say, even though